This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to spark your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for being here. It's a comedy shop talk episode. Thank you for listening. I'm working on a special episode for next week, but today just want to talk a little comedy shop, talk about some different things on my mind. I'm definitely not purporting to have any answers, or to know so much about comedy. I I don't. (laughs) I just had some thoughts come to mind, and I thought I'd share them. The hope is that in sharing my thoughts, it will get you to come up with something that inspires you or moves you closer to inspiration. Again, not trying to say I know everything about comedy or that I can be a muse, but I'm just working through some thoughts. Hopefully, it'll make you work through some thoughts and help you out somehow. I have no idea how that would possibly help you. (laughs) But just the discussion can sometimes be a good thing or hearing somebody talk about this stuff. I know I have that experience, and I hope uh, that I can provide that for you today. Maybe you have some thoughts of your own uh, that you would like to share. You can do that. You can go to Twitter or Facebook and find us at There It Is Pod and hit us up. I heard Twitter is testing 280 characters on their platform. So, hey, you can share twice as much as you could before. Here's the first thing I just wanted to talk about, and it involved the study of improv, or anything, really, that you want to study. And the thought came to mind because I've dabbled in trying to learn guitar over the years. And I love guitar playing, and I was watching performers. I was watching some guitarists on Instagram, like last week's guest, Emily C. Browning. Fun lady. Fun episode. Go check that out. But anyway, not right now. Listen to this, and then you can check that one out if you haven't already. (laughs) But my point is, I was watching these guitarists, and I said, oh gosh, I'd really love to play like that. Like, I love that style and that tone and the way it sounds. And then there was another guitarist who was similar. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I'd really like that. And it made me realize something that should have been obvious but was not for whatever reason over all these years is that I really should just find a style of play or a type of of tone or something that I really get a lot out of and would just really enjoy doing and just focus on trying to do that. And the reason that matters to me is because over the years... I've had all these songs that I would listen to, some famous song, and I would think, oh, I'd love to be able to play that song. One day I'll learn to play it. And then there'd be some other song that's completely different, and I would go, oh, I'd love to play that on guitar. And it just got to be a really daunting thought, learning to play guitar. got to be so very daunting because I'll have a Prince song in my head and then a John Mayer song and then a Jimi Hendrix song and then an Eric Clapton song or a Cream song or, you know, whoever, Eddie Eddie Van Halen, somebody, you know, like all these different types of players, John Frusciante, whoever. 
And I I think all of those players just play the way they play. They don't play the way they play and how everyone else plays. They play the way they play. And in order for me to learn all of these songs, I would have to learn how all of these different people play. And that's not reasonable. I'm not a virtuoso. <laughs> you know, if I, if I was a virtuoso, I wouldn't be sitting here wishing I could learn to play guitar, you know? Like, it's this is supposed to be a side hobby, not this daunting task. And it just it really let a lot of relief off of my shoulders to just come to the realization of just take the one thing you like about guitar playing and learn that. And so it was uh, kind of a relief, as I said. And the thought got applied to improv study. And I kind of did the same thing in with improv. I've been doing it for four years now. And that includes starting a one-on-one class four years ago. And ever since then, I've been saying like, oh, I'd love to be able to play the way they play at UCB, like Amy Poehler and them. Oh, I'd love to be able to play the way TJ and Dave play. Those are different styles. And they're both admirable. A lot of merit to all the different styles that you can see, but and and I want to make the distinction. I'm not talking about like different long forms. I'm just mean like different approaches to improv. I should really focus on the approach that I get the most out of, or that I'm inspired the most by, and focus on that. And that kind of was a relief to just say, okay. Well, I really love this style of play. I've seen all these different performers, and these particular performers inspired me the most, and I admired the most, and they all play alike. So that must be the way I want to play. That must be how I want to learn to do this one day. So that's a lesson learned. You know, instead of uh, trying to do everything, learn to do one thing well, you know, (laughs) or at least take on one thing. And then when you have mastered that, for lack of a better term, move on to something else, add something to it then. But gosh, at the beginning of doing improv, which four years is at the beginning of doing improv, that's a lot to think about. That's that's really daunting to think, oh, I want to be able to do this and that and this other great thing that's really hard to do and takes years and years to get to being good at. Uh, Just take one of those things, focus on it for years. I think aside from the relief that it gives me, it also just will help me be more focused and more disciplined. And I think I'm trying to use my New York experience like that right now. You know, like instead of being the jack of all trades, master of none, try to be a master of one and then add on to something else. And then you could be a jack of all trades and a master of several. And that's a good thing. But just don't put all of that on you right at the beginning of learning whatever art form you want to learn. You know, if maybe you're going into more traditional art and you want to be as great as a painter as one famous person and then as great as a sculptor as Michelangelo or somebody, you know, like, Just take it easy and just focus on one thing at a time. And maybe that'll help. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm I'm even taking a backseat to stand up. 
and uh, it's because I want to get better at writing before I get back on stage with stand-up. And I've been reading a book, uh, Joe Toplin's book. He's previous guest. He wrote a really good book. I think you should check it out if you want to get better at comedy writing. The book is called Comedy Writing for Late Night TV. And here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I'm trying to get better at writing, as I was just saying, and I want to get particularly good at writing good, concise jokes that I can put on Twitter, right? As good practice, you're getting good content out if I can get good at writing. And and the book has really helped me with that, but or at least get me closer to that. But then today I just realized I'm hitting this wall where I'm scared or something. I don't know what's going on. I just feel like I'm not ready somehow. I've, I've read the book. I've taken notes. I've highlighted. I've processed through it. Now it's just time to sit down and write using the methods that Joe Toplin talks about in his book, and I'm hesitating. And I don't know what that is. Like, it's a strange, the strange fear that I have. I have no idea what you could possibly be afraid of in writing jokes on Twitter. I write on Twitter every day trying to write jokes. Now I'm just trying to be more structured and better at it. Why would I be afraid? Where is that fear coming from? Am I afraid that I'm going to be really bad at it? I put all this effort into it, all this thought into getting good. What if I suck? Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just afraid some crazy thing's going to happen, good or bad. I don't know what that could possibly be, but I'm feeling some sort of anxiety about it. The things that don't make me anxious are things that are not nearly as easy as writing tweets. But for some reason, I'm sweating this. I don't have the answer on how to handle it. Maybe you do. Again, at There It Is Pod. But maybe I'm just starting a new part of the journey. And I just want it to go well. And there's reason to worry that it won't. It's like they say, being nervous is in the same family of being excited. Which just means that you care. Which is a good thing to hear. Uh, It was, I think, Tina Fey who was saying that being nervous is in the same family as being excited. And I've heard some people mis kind of like really misappropriate the it means you care a couple of times, which is the other thing. I just want to pick a bone with that misuse of it just means you care. And a couple of stand-ups who are I heard talking about it and they're like, yeah, I get nervous, but I just think it means I care. If you're not nervous, then you don't care. That's not true. I never get nervous to do stand-up or improv. Just some luck. Just dumb luck. Stage fright's a real thing. I've never had it. I'm very, very lucky that I haven't had that because it's reasonable to get nervous before you go up on stage. But if you know me, you'd never accuse me of not caring enough about comedy. I mean, I started this podcast because of how much I love comedy and care about it and how much of a nerd I am about it, you cannot accuse me of not caring about comedy. I think you can both care about comedy and be scared or care about comedy and not be scared. It just goes back to the phrase used the right way, being nervous is in the family of being excited. So if you're nervous or excited... It's because you care. You care. 
Now, if you nothing the show, if it doesn't matter to you how it goes, then that's not caring. You don't care. (laughs) It also won't go well because you're putting zero effort into it. Put some effort into it. Which brings me to the last thought that I had that I wanted to share of just like, what's the appropriate amount of effort, right? A lot of talk about self-care. Some people put so much effort into their artistry and creating stuff that they're not really in the most mentally or physically healthy frame of mind or state. And that's something that people should consider. Being a little, being concerned enough with their well-being that they take a little care of themselves. But what does that even mean? What is what is self-care when you're putting this effort into doing comedy and creating comedy and coming up with stuff? What is what does that look like? And maybe it just means having a night where you're not focused on it or uh, spending some doing some time management. Like maybe you spend 30 minutes working on comedy, but then you step away from that for 15 minutes or 30 minutes and just relax, meditate watch something that just turns your brain off. Uh, It's just an interesting thought to me to figure out what is the best method of putting effort into something, but not so hard that you are doing something detrimental to yourself. And also, like, there's also the aspect of putting effort into comedy where you're putting so much effort into it that you're putting out bad content (laughs) or, like, not good material because you're just trying to feed some weird, put something out, put something out sort of desire. And like, where is the line between making an effort and trying too hard? I don't know. Maybe trying too hard falls under that uh, you're doing too much category. Just a thought. Just a thought. Want to put it out there. Not saying I know everything. I certainly do not. But if you had some thoughts about anything I said, if you want to follow up, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at There It Is Pod, and we'd love to hear from you. If you want to check out previous episodes that are longer than this, you can do that. iTunes and SoundCloud has all the old episodes, and you can also read up on old episodes and read some blogs on thereitispod.com. Thanks for listening to this episode and letting me share it with you. I hope you got something out of it. Next week's episode is a very special and unique episode about an important topic involving the improv community, so I do hope you listen. Well, folks, that's today's episode. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.